0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and with resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, number 333, I get to connect you with parent coach, Mary Van Geffen. It's a lot like, like a wartime medic.
1: And I hate using war as a metaphor for parenting, but sometimes it feels like that to our senses. We're being bombarded, it's too much, we're overstimulated. And a lot of times we think, I gotta go to the patient. I gotta go to the um, child and figure out what they need. But really the medic has to start with them. Like what if the bomb went off and they actually don't have a leg? They need to probably like first stop their own bleeding, get okay, and then go help the other person. So that, is, that happens by checking in with what's happening with my body. Our body makes decisions way faster than our brain and they're not always rational so we kind of want to check into that
0: i don't remember how i found mary van geffen or when but it was this summer and her posts and her insta stories were influencing my daily interactions with my spicy kids because she has as her tagline that she's a parenting coach for spicy kids but she is also a certified simplicity parenting facilitator and a co-active life coach. So much more than that. Every day, she's offering great tips and advice for helping parent your kids. And uh, in fact, if you stick around the end of the show, I'm going to direct you to some links for a sibling, parenting sibling interactions course that she's launching August 21st and you can watch the replay if you're not available that day. She also has coaching and we have a a little code for you to save some money off her parent coaching. In today's episode, we're talking about embodied motherhood, how to be aware of what's going on in our body. And we're going to focus in on four things that all start with the letter P. Presence, posture, proximity, and phase of your cycle. And I know dads listen to the show. This isn't all moms. All of this information is helpful, y'all, super helpful for being aware of what's going on in us as we interact with our kids. Uh, If you've never considered which part of my menstrual cycle is the best time to declutter my house, at what week should I be working on challenging behaviors that I want to shape in my children, which week of the month? telling you, it's going to blow your mind. Uh, my VA Sarah Jane listened to the episode and she said when Mary shares about talking like a queen and that whole posture part, that P, it <laughs> influenced her to buy a crown for 75 cents at Bardell. And then when she was at the grocery store right after um, listening, she changed from talking like a beggar with her kids to to talking like a queen, and you don't want to miss all that, so let's get right to it. Here we go, Mary. Welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Ah, jazz hands Thank you so much. <laughs> Good to be here. Oh man, I was thinking this is the perfect interview to do late summer when the likelihood of my children crashing in with some sort of high energy explosion is totally welcome and okay. This is the perfect. Content for my. I spicy look forward kids. to
1: meeting them when they yeah, crash. In.
0: Yeah. 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 Or one of my pets, a dog, a cat, a whatever. Thank you for joining us. We need help. Um, you specialize in parenting, coaching parents of spicy kids. Some of the content I've seen on your Instagram, well, all of it I love, but we're going to narrow in on one piece of that, which is helping the mom get more in tune with what's going on in her body.
1: Yes. And using her body, like we've got this old tool from the neck down that a lot of times we don't engage. And so there's, we have more resources than we realize.
0: That's so good. That's so good. And I think coming from a position of faith, sometimes we're taught like body's bad. And so there's like this rejection or unawareness of body and self. And I'm just loving more literature, more reading, more understanding of the purpose of the body. Mm -hmm. and that it's this beautiful thing made in the image of God, and it can be used. And so learning more about it, becoming in tune with it, super helpful. So where do you want to start off the mom who's listening?
1: Well, I have, you know, and and you can decide if you want to do this. I have like a sheet, like a worksheet people can fill out if they want to download it from your um, site. Yes. But there are four P's to consider when you're thinking about using your body in parenting. And the first one is just your presence, your presence in your own body. And by that, I mean self-regulation, knowing where you are, um, zero to 100 in um, anger or joy, um, being kind of clued into what it feels like so that you can be the calmest person in the room when things flare up. Um, we can't really teach anything to our child when we're stressed or we're upset or we're angry. They're reading that cue and then they're going into stressed, upset or angry and no learning happens. So I'm wanting moms to work on their interoception. And that's just a fancy Greek word for f- seeing inside them mm. and Sometimes I'll say, you know, what, what are you noticing in your body to my clients? And they'll say, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, if, if Right now you're like, oh, she sounds so weird. No. That's okay. No. That's okay. I'm wanting you to get out of your head yeah. where the critical voices live and get into the wisdom of your body. And um, that starts by sensations, actually noticing like what's going on with my breath right now. Oh, wow. I'm holding my breath. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, geez, I I have my stomach clenched as I am helping this child go to the potty. What's that about? Like, oh, am I, maybe I'm feeling a time starvation or I'm annoyed I'm doing this again. Why don't I relax my belly? Make sure I'm breathing deeply. Like there's kind of a self-care component to noticing your body. And we can do that when our kid is losing it on the floor in Target. Like, just take a minute. We don't actually, it's a lot like, like a wartime medic and I hate using war as a metaphor for parenting but sometimes it feels like that to our senses we're being bombarded it's too much we're overstimulated and a lot of times we think I got to go to the patient I got to go to the um child and figure out what they need but really the medic has to start with them like what if the bomb went off and they actually don't have a leg they need to probably like first stop their own bleeding get okay and then go help the other person so that is, that happens by checking in with what's happening with my body. Our body makes decisions way faster than our brain and they're not always rational. So we kind of want to check into that. And, um, so I have like centering practices. I don't know if you want to do one, but okay. Um, it's, you kind of have to put everything down. If you're listening to this, it takes one minute but it helps you get out of your brain where um, sometimes we don't have that peace of mind that Jesus said he was going to leave us because we're, um, we're entertaining negative thoughts. We haven't guarded our heart against them. And so to get, get out of that space. So, Heather, let me teach you this cool, um, quick meditation of getting out of your head and into your body. Okay. You Take your fingertips. And I want you to begin to rub your fingers along your palms and other fingers bringing your full attention to just the sensation of skin dragging across skin. Thoughts are gonna come in, wait, what are we doing here? And you just let them go right by and just come out of the brain and into the tips of your fingers and your palms. Judgments will come in. We recommand our brain to stay with this sensation of touch. folks where this is really hard you can also put the hands next to your ears as you do it and now you've got two bodily sensations sound or hearing and touch and that's it that was 40 seconds um we do that and even the failing of doing it is building new neural pathways in our brain that help us shift out of a a destructive feeling or thought pattern and come back into a calm, kind and and firm sort of place to be. So um, this, some people call this embodiment, but I think that there is a a lot to naming the thoughts you're having and choosing different ones. And so that's kind of also presence, like the presence in your body, like what thought am I ruminating on right now? Is it like, they're going to be the death of me? that's not regenerative. So we can choose a thought from scripture. If we just don't, if we just, sometimes we're underwater, I can't think of a good thought. Um, or we can, um, I'll plug myself. We can work with someone who will help us come up with, uh, with better phrasing. Um, or we can say I'm completing Christ, or I can do all things, or I've not been given a spirit of fear. There's, there's so many life-giving thoughts that we can ruminate on. And so bringing your presence to what am I thinking is important. I spit a lot at you. What do you think?
0: No. So that lines up with a season I went through and uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, like she talks about rewiring your brain and what was helpful to me. And if the person's listening, they do struggle with, well, I don't know what to rethink. And I don't know what that truth is. I want to think instead. It's like a journaling exercise you do outside of the stressful time and just pray like, God, I know you don't want me to think, oh, this child's going to end up in prison. Or, you know, for me, it was, I'm always missing out. Um, what's something you want me to think instead? And just sit there in silence and listen. And whatever thoughts come into your head that feels like it lines up with truth, scripture, and something encouraging, and then just have that ready. So when the next yeah, thing is an index card, there's no shame yes. in thinking it until yes. this becomes a real thought for you. And another way, if you're not a
1: journaler it, that for some reason works is to put your hand on your heart mm-hmm. and your hand on your belly mm-hmm. and kind of imagine the Holy Spirit just funneling through you and communicating with you and listen to like what does god say about this situation or this child or this life of yours or how you're doing because usually it's like some sort of self-condemnation i'm messing this up i'm screwing this up i'm not good enough well let's hold on a second what does god say and for some reason when you have your hands here in this nurturing spot you can kind of check in and know that that's not of god
0: yeah yeah that's so good that's so good i i feel like there's situations when my boys were all little and I have a lot of spicy kids. Okay. Oh, I love them. And I was thinking, I, I wonder how often the parents you are coaching are sensitive themselves or might have been spicy kids themselves. And so there's like this added extra energy upon energy. So I'm a little bit sensitive to the noise and the crazy and, it's so much that I'm reacting and responding and completely unaware of what's going on with my body. I think I spent most of my young, my early motherhood years, like just in a constant stressed out state, anxious and reacting, responding and not present.
1: Yeah. And we end up bringing, and we've all been there. Yeah. We bring this level of intensity to something that, oh no, we don't hit. No, thank you. Versus, oh my gosh, now I'm getting hit. Like <laughs> We we can bring it. We two moms can be in the same situation, experiencing it so differently based on their understanding of like what what's happening in their body, like catching it earlier, knowing mm-hmm. your your kind of energy signature. Like, oh, here we go. I'm feeling heat in my chest. I'm gonna step away. Another thing around presence in your body is like being in touch with what you need. Hmm. How many times do we not go to the bathroom? because it's like, okay, hold on. All right. We'll get you this. Like we're a short order cook. And that's, that's a false narrative. We don't have to be like that. We can say, oh, time out. Mommy's going to go sit on the potty. You know where to find her, right? (laughs) You know, or,
0: or actually I need a glass of water. I was going to say that. Yeah. Sometimes I just needed a glass of water. That was literally all I needed.
1: And it sounds so like it's own. I remember when I first started coaching parents, I felt like, oh, self-care. It's such like a, (laughs) A buzzword but it ended up that a lot of a lot of transformations would happen in women just by saying i want you to hold this question for the following week what am i longing for or what do i need and it, and because there's a lot of victimhood and martyrdom and mothering that does not help anybody we saw that modeled or we were made less than when we were little but it's time to break out of that because nobody wins kids know when you feel put upon and okay, let's do it. Let's get this. Let's get you guys in the car. It's
0: like, that's, that doesn't feel like love. So true. All of that. I was thinking that, as you said, you know, taking that time, even the centering with your hands is self-care. I was like, it does not have to be a manicure, a pedicure, a girls night out, this expensive thing. (laughs) Like that's relieving for a lot of people that feel like they should do self-care and it's cost prohibited, time prohibited, like you're you're not saying that. You're pay attention to what you personally need and do it. Well,
1: and you can even put like communing with God,
0: abiding
1: in him being self-care. Like when we make a little more space to say, hold on, I know you want a you want a glass of milk. Hold on, mommy's listening. Like sometimes we just need to listen to ourselves, to the small, still voice of God even though people are screaming and all. So it's it's like, we're learning this life skill. Nobody taught us yeah. of how to create space in the middle of chaos. It's like the definition of shalom, right? Is peace in midst the chaos. I, I don't know, fact check me on that, but it's something around <laughs> think, that.
0: Well, shalom is wholeness. So yes, it's like this wholeness, it's all coming together. But I think this used to be called the God-Centered Mom Podcast. And that was the goal was- not about your, not about self. Cause sometimes self-care can feel selfish, but there's a, I know in my ha- heart and head, when it makes a, s- a subtle switch from when I became a self-centered quote unquote mom, it was like, leave me the heck alone. Everyone leave me alone. It was coming from a reaction of being ch- yeah. child centered. And it's like, you keep swinging back and forth, but this God centered felt like, okay, God help me to see my kids. Help me to see myself. Help me to stay rooted in the truth of who you are, who I am, who they are, so that I'm not just reacting, responding and mad all the time. That I love is- that. I would call that,
1: like, let me participate in the loving. Mm. Like We see our job as like, okay, I'm going to love on them and care for them. But we're also here to love and care for ourselves. Like we don't, we don't have to be Jesus dying on a cross for our people. Yeah. We're commanded to just love them as we would love ourselves. And, and we get it to be included in that equation. So yeah like somehow we misinterpreted i don't know faith to mean that we had to like lay down our 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 life literally every day and i think that there's space for us to also bloom in in our families but we exactly. have to make it nobody comes along and saves us and gives it to us
0: I know when my kids were little, I could be physically present with them, but not really connected and really engaged in what they were doing, particularly when it came to playing with them. If that's a struggle for you, I wanna introduce you to one of this week's sponsors. It's Love Every. And what's fantastic about them is they send you a play kit designed by experts for your child's developing brain. And when I say play kit, I'm not just talking about some junky stuff. I had them send a kit to my friend Meredith, and uh, she has three young kids. The stuff they sent, I got to go over and play with her kids with the their toys. There's a puzzle. There's books, but we're talking really high quality. Think of like the nicest wooden toys or interactive toys you can think of. There was one that had a set of balls that you you know you push in the top and it goes down the little twirly path. I mean really nice. And then a wooden box that had different tops that you could put on the box to insert maybe coins in it or little Q-tips or carrots that were so cute that went with the little wool house for the bunnies. I'm just telling you so many things you could do with what they sent. And if you don't know how to play with the toys, they even send you a play guide with expert tips on how to play, how to do do do-it-yourself home activities with the things that you get in your kit. And what's even more awesome is they are delivered to your house every few months to grow with your child. Because as a speech-language pathologist, I can attest to the fact that there are different stages of play that build on each other and that coincide with language development. And it's super cool. And it all leads to better reading and learning and lifetime of uh, success. So if you want to take the guesswork out of your child's play, choose Love Every today. Get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits if you go to loveevery.com slash D-M-A. That's loveevery and take the last E in love and the first E in every. Smush them together into one E. So it's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash D-M-A for free shipping. com slash D-M-A. Okay. What's our second P? Okay. Second P
1: is the posture of your parenting. And I literally mean the way you hold your body as you interact with the tough things in life. And um, I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you show up to like, maybe it's a sibling squabble and you actually make it worse by the energy you brought to it. And sometimes that's about the metaphor we're holding of the kind of, Person, we want to be in that moment. A lot of times we think about here's what I want to do, but I want us to raise our awareness of who we want to be. And Mm. who we want to be is often communicated by our posture. Mm. So um, it's the emotional energy. And my favorite posture to recommend to moms is that of a queen. Oh, we are royalty. You know, we have received a spirit of Christ in us. We are. His we get his inheritance, we are queens, but we forget we have like spiritual amnesia. So what does a queen do? There's a way she stands, you know, think of like a string coming up through the top of the crown and each vertebrae gets a little space and maybe her hands are open versus clenched. Her belly is soft, but her legs are shoulder, you know, hip width apart and grounded. There's kind of a way that a queen, and I'm talking about a benevolent good queen, (laughs) carries herself. yeah, And that's an energy and a posture we want to maintain. Now, often we don't instead, and this would have my, I had a few postures. One would be the beggar, like, oh, please not again. I just cleaned that. Or of course, oh no, I'm begging you, you know, or the way we try to get around tantrums, like walking on eggshells. That's not what a queen does. Some children, especially the spicy one, they need to tantrum like three times a day to get it out of their system and process all the disappointment that comes with being strong willed and having a plan that doesn't go to. So we can't we can't tiptoe around it. And that's what a beggar would do. And, and if you can, you can't see me if you're listening, but as a beggar, you're kind of like got a C curve where you're leaning down almost like in the prayer, like subservient like that doesn't engender hmm. respect from the people you're leading. And the, like, these are leadership skills. Yeah. The other thing besides beggar that we are sometimes is the teenager. Teenager oh. is hands on hips. There's an eye roll of like, oh, of course you're interrupting my phone call. I've been here <laughs> all day. And now you're na-na-na-na-na. That's an energy of a teenager and it can be kind of cruel. And so we don't, yeah. we don't want that. There's a, some contempt in that, you know, and uh, what I used to go to before I did some of my hard work was the monster. And the monster is like, my hands would be crumpled up and my teeth would be gritted. And I would think that's it. It's kind of, now you're going to get it. Or now I have every right. And that's, that's not, that's a scary posture, obviously for a child to be on the receiving end of. So we want to think about, and like, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to practice standing like a queen. And there's also ways that queens talk. They don't say, oh, do you guys want something to eat later? They say at two o'clock, we'll be having a snack. It's apples Mm -hmm. and peanut butter. There's not this ending like, okay, can we get in the car now?
0: It's not a princess. It's a queen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. And when we end with that, oh, (laughs) we haven't made a command. We have made... um, a bid, you know, now the negotiation is on. So we can't get mad when they say, no, I don't want to, because we asked a question. We didn't make a command.
0: Well, and I'm thinking like in my mind, the really sweet moms are the ones who talk like that. And that- uh, you know what friends. I mean? That's yes. like in my head of like the mom I would want to be who's really sweet and tender and kind mm-hmm. does end like that as a question. But you're right. Like over time, that's not going to, It's not going to hold up though. If you're constantly not holding authority. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's Mm -hmm. times for that. Like if we're just in conversation and I'm learning about you or I'm nurturing you, I can be that more gentle tender. But when I am, when something needs to happen, I need to communicate that with my posture, my tone, even my words, like you may get in the car seat now. Hmm. It's very different than, are you ready to get in the car seat? Mm-hmm. Um, you may, um, take your, your plates to the, uh, sink when you're done versus, Hey, you want to help me empty? And i uh, please know that I'm into gentle, positive discipline, but I think that we, c- we can help our child out by holding this like parental resolve that what I say is what's going to happen, you know, unless we're in a power struggle, that's a whole different thing, but in general, so slowing down Queens don't, oh, Queens are right. not hurried. Oh my gosh! Okay, here. Let's do this. Do that. No, nope. queens are like, I'll wait. It's time to turn the machine off. We also underreact re- as a queen. That that idea that when when a toddler or a preschooler gets angry and they go to hit you, a monster would go, oh, I can't believe you would hit
0: me. Or a beggar would say, oh, You just hit your own mom. What's like wrong? Like a with victim. You? A I kind of feel victim. like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to do some voice acting on your. Oh, own. I love it.
1: So good. <laughs> But a queen queen catches that hand and says, Oh, no, thank you. We do not hit our mommies. I can see you are very upset. Let me pick you up and we'll, right? There's a, there's a, hey, I'm okay. My identity is in God, not in how this little person is off gassing at me right now. So
0: um, managing tantrums when it was my first versus my fourth, very different. Oh, tell me about that. It felt very personal when they would tantrum at the beginning because the goal was for happy children. Mm. not realizing the reality of life is you're going to be unhappy at certain times and I'm not going to be able to make you happy. And like all of that learning happened from kid one to kid four by four. You're like, I'm so sorry. You're sad. And you're like, walk, stepping over <laughs> the tantruming <laughs> child. <laughs> Let me know when you're done being upset. I'll be in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, like emotions
1: but, You're a part of it.
0: Yeah. You can be sad. That's fine. You can be sad. And I see that you're sad. and I acknowledge it. But I am not personally offended that you're sad.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're not. You're not failing me. And I'm not failing because you're crying.
0: No. You can
1: have a child that cries all the time and still be a very good and connected mom. And a tired, overstimulated mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You yes. ready for the
1: third piece? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. That is proximity. Proximity. Limit setting
0: Okay.
1: or proximity parenting. And this is the opposite of butt parenting Ooh. where you're laying on the um, your butts in the seat and you're like, Hey, don't do that. Come here. That just doesn't work with a two to 10 year old. Um, so this is getting up and going near to a child when you have something that they need to do. And this really works for spicy kids. And a way to remember it is two by two by two. You want to be at least two feet near them. So, hello. I need you to put the Legos down. You need to have two eyes, their two eyes seeing your two eyes. So, if they're like this, doing this, they don't hear you and they're totally into their thing and Mm -hmm. you're saying, hey, all they hear is. Mm -hmm. So, before you give a command, are you neurologically connected? Wait till you get their, come into their world, get their eyes. And then the other is two feet planted. So you can't be, I'm grabbing these things, get your shoes on. That doesn't work. You need to put everything down and join the fine art of unitasking Yeah, where you just do one thing. Hey, I'm here to ask you to get your shoes on. Are you going to need my help or you can do it yourself? That
0: needs a shirt, unitasking. I love you that. That is that is like when I saw you share that on the Instagram, I, I tried it within minutes because The bedtime now that they're older, it's like asking them, you just say it a thousand times, a thousand times. Get upstairs, go to bed, get upstairs, go to bed. And to like take the time to get my butt off the couch, to go in front of them, to get their attention, to get my feet planted and to say it. And I and I kind of let my husband in on it. I said, Hey, I just tried something. Don't ask them to go to bed again. Like, I'm just gonna see what happens. And it was so much easier they went upstairs and they went to bed. I was oh, like, good job. That is way easier than yelling it a thousand times and getting frustrated. Yeah, and
1: Let me tell you something. Every time you give a command or ask for something and you don't enforce it and they don't do it, you're kind of weakening your, your parental reputation. So better to stay quiet when you know, like, like I know my 14 year old is not going to get off the computer by me shouting it to him. Hey, time to get off. Yeah. One second. One second. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so I have to walk up and say, Hey, take those off. What's up? I need you to get off now. We're leaving. Okay, guys, I'm getting off. And I don't walk away until it happens. Is this like
0: efficient parenting? No, I don't think there's a thing. Mm-mm. I think in the times we think we're being efficient, it's sabotaged later on somehow. Like yeah. I just effective parenting. I've is never very- found any shortcut. <laughs> Wish. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. No, and and with the two by two by two? How many twos? Two by Three. two by two. Three well, twos. We can add another one. We can make oh, yeah. Day. the two by two by two. You. I'm thinking of the mom, because I was her who has the newborn that she's nursing every second for like the whole day. She just mm. and she's on the couch. Maybe she's not a nurse and walk around the house stage or there's latching. Who knows? Maybe there's a bottle. And she has the toddler and she has the four-year-old. She wants yeah. to do two by two by two and there's chaos and there's sibling rivalry and she's mm-hmm. on the couch and all she can do is yell, stop it. That <laughs> so was So step
1: one is just the inside game of this is a season mm-hmm. of not having as much control as I would like. This is the fourth trimester. I am still like keeping a child alive and that's enough. Some things are going to go down that I won't be able to bring my full attention to. So that would be step one. Yeah, And step two, I mean, sibling things, this is a good time for me to plug that I've got a sibling class coming up in August that I I hope people will take. It's two, one hours and you can take both or one and there's so much you can do. um, But I think it's okay when they're figuring things out a little bit on their own. So with that person, it's, like choosing what you need to bring your full attention to and the, and the, the strength of your parenting and letting a lot of the other stuff go. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And then
1: also having rhythms, like while I'm doing this, this is your time to do this. And I don't know, any other thoughts on that?
0: I mean, why, when it came to my attention was when a teacher said, what do you do when your child misbehaves? Like, what's your consequence? And I was like, oh my gosh, consequences. I totally forgot. Like, I totally forgot about discipline, consequences, training. It's literally been survival mode. Keep everyone alive. And so I feel for that mom. I also feel for the mom and messages I've been getting all of the work from home parents now that are trying to keep up with three young children while being productive for work and really like, trying to focus and getting very overwhelmed with the constant demands. Yeah. And that's so hard to give advice into because
1: it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate that one person would be called to hold those two roles at the very same time. It's also not appropriate for children, you know, seven and under to be, to be asked to be independently taking care of themselves and not needing um, your input. Like they're made to be right alongside you doing life with you or with the caregiver, right? So it's a, it's a period of time where we're asking so much. So it's just like, we need to cover it with empathy and know that when in doubt, I say, choose connection rather than control. We're Mm -hmm. not going to have a lot of control when we don't have the time or the energy to follow through on things. So let's make sure we're connected because connection is, you know, the
0: honey, it will help us to have more control. So when their body is like, they're feeling overwhelmed and they just want control and they want everything to stop, they need to do some of that centering stuff, pay attention. Remember the queen so posture, connect with yourself. Connect with yourself yes. Yeah. And then get that posture and then respond. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: And have, have like so much empathy, both for yourself in an impossible situation, but also for them. They're wanting to to interact with you and to feel seen by you and and they're being, you know, asked to move move out and do other things and so everybody's doing the best they can. Yeah. It's so hard.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Better Help and I think as we're talking about our bodies, I think it's important to realize that our bodies, our souls, our minds, they're all connected and as moms, we are often Pushed to our limits. We are doing so many things with our limited selves. And I know personally the need to see a professional counselor when I got to the end of myself. And I want to be able to help you not allow any barrier to entry to getting the professional counseling you need. So I love to connect you with betterhelp.com. They're going to assess your needs, they're going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It is professional therapy done securely online. They have a lot of expertise available, maybe something that's not locally available in a lot of areas, and they have services for clients worldwide. You can log on anytime and send a message to your therapist. You're gonna get a timely and thoughtful response. You can schedule a weekly video or a phone session. You don't have to worry about how do I get childcare? What do I do with my kids? You don't even have to sit in the uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating a great match for you. You can easily and freely change your therapist if needed. And often it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. I just really don't want anything to keep you from getting the mental health help that you need. So visit BetterHelp.com forward slash D-M-A for Don't Mom Alone. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Join over a million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And for Don't Mom Alone listeners, you get 10% off your first month if you do go to BetterHelp.com forward slash D-M-A.
1: The fourth P.
0: Yes, 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 yes. This Do is it. my
1: favorite one because okay. it's so out there and I'm an Enneagram four and I want to be talking know. about that no one else is talking we're, about. We're
0: both Enneagram fours actually. And I, when I saw it, I was like, yes, she's getting in the nitty gritty. Yes. So okay. the
1: fourth P is phase of your cycle. So this assumes um, that you are cyclical being and newsflash, you are not when you're on the pill. So the pill does a nice job of flattening our sort of hormonal um, rhythms that we have. So same if you're um,
0: breastfeeding or um,
1: That's sort of to be determined because we don't know when you're breastfeeding, if you've ovulated until you right, ovulation right, right, right. is what right. sets off menstruation. So hard to say, you know, just assume yes. But in an overview, we are cyclical beings as females, men's hormones reset every 24 hours. My husband is the exact same man at 8 a.m. every single day. Bless him. And the world is set up for him, right? The world expects us to be that way. Women are not that way. I am a very different person seven days from now than I will be 14 days from now. We have about four seasons of how we are. And when we begin to track that and be aware, we can kind of plan our parenting energy around that.
0: I just am so excited. So just tell us more. I'm okay. Well, I have an eight week class. So it's okay. 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 I'm gonna tell you as much as
1: I can, and you know, in five minutes, but start with being so gentle to yourself during menstruation, like day one, you're day one, two, three, four, when you begin to bleed, your body needs to rest. And so often we try to hold ourselves to the same energetic level as the rest of the cycle and we can't this is the time for tv this is the time for frozen um, food or whatever's easiest this is the time to call in your chips and and ask play dates to be at somebody else's house so um, in terms of parenting it's also your most intuitive time so it's the time when your left and right hemispheres of your brain have the most um, like if we looked at them there's the most uh, communication happening so you're able to access all of you in your thinking And so you, you might notice things in the relationship now that you won't later. Hmm. So be aware, slow down and notice like, is my son okay? Is Hmm. he struggling? Are we okay? Or is is our connection good? Is my daughter pushing away her friends? Like just sort of checking in um, and becoming in tune. This is not the time to start teaching a new skill. And so sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to modify this behavior. This is a no-go this actually isn't the time because we won't follow through. We wait until the follicular period, Oh my that, word! Um, sort of the spring. That's about like your period is over and now you're all your hormones are starting to ramp up to ovulation. And now is the time to say, okay, red light, green light. We are no longer going to scream. Um, when we are hungry, we are going to say more, please. Or uh, that's a weird example, but <laughs> basically whatever it is you are working on, if you're yep. working on, um, putting away your toys before you work on the next project. This is a time when you will tell yourself we're working on that and you will follow through. Mm -hmm. It's also a great time to start a new, like eating um, regimen um, or um, a health kick because you're just more likely to stick with it. Ovulation around 14 day 14 is when you are most, um, energetic and social and you're most forgiving to anybody. Like you kind of overlook uh, annoying habits of friends or kids um not being their best self. Like you've got a lot of mercy, natural sort of estrogen mercy. And so that's a great time to plan your field trips and your play dates and your social ability. Now, towards the end of your cycle, you know, three or four days before your period, you don't want to see another soul in front of you. So Look at your calendar ahead of time. And and I actually put um, a color there so that my husband knows, okay, I see what's coming up. Not to like have an excuse for poor behavior, no. but so he doesn't take things personally and we don't schedule any things on those days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just, I'm trying to just rest, but you're really good at decluttering the last like four or five days before you bleed um, because you notice everything negative. That is not the time to work on a behavior change with your child either.
0: Um, that is so helpful because, yeah, literally that'll be the time when I'm like, okay, I don't like anyone living here, everyone is wrong (laughs) and bad. I hate my work, I hate my friends, I hate everything. And so, instead of quitting it all, put it into decluttering.
1: Yes, very good tip. Okay, decluttering and like preparing the ladies' um chambers because come period or bleeding you're going to want to kind of rest and see um visual order. So use that uh, energy to um to get everything clean and nice and that's a time to like declutter your kids' drawers and all that. But special one-on-one time would have happened, you know, maybe right around ovulation or after. So the more aware you are of how your body is shifting and your superpowers are changing, the more you're you're not holding yourself to the standard you can't always meet. We are a different person every day. And that is totally okay.
0: That is super freeing. And I'm thinking of my friends that are ones and how I, you know, as far as we can go to one, but how hopefully freeing that is for them. Hopefully like to not keep that standard all month long. I'm also curious for our dads that are listening, if their minds were just blown a little bit to Mm. adjust expectations there or help, you know,
1: yeah, I actually have like a one sheet on in my class about how uh, for husbands, just like this time she'll be like this. And here's what I need to do just because they don't, you know, some of them don't want to get into the nitty gritty. But um, my husband likes to say, "Uh oh, ludicrous time, which is really it's ludial is the <laughs> right word for when you're ramping up to about your premenstrual time. But he now feels like he really has a handle on my changing body. And we're not making me wrong for it because no. I am. I'm like a talk show queen around ovulation. Like I, I can do no wrong. So we're different all the time.
0: That's so helpful. I remember seeing you, what were you like doing your compost? <laughs> with that energy, that luteal yeah. energy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Everyone so- should have something that they do when they're like, they'd rather they'd like to be hitting someone's face, but that's not socially appropriate. It's not right. And yeah. For me, it is crushing my compost with a sharp, spade over and over again.
0: Like that'd be a good time for a boxing class. That'd be a good time for some sort of, yeah, healthy physical exertion. It's good. Yeah.
1: And then it's like, as you get closer to your period though, you actually need less exertion. Um, It like switches, something switches. Right. And then when you're bleeding, no working out for you. Maybe like a stretching yoga or a walk, but give yourself permission that this is your rest time and you will come back even stronger in the later days.
0: So helpful. I'm curious to know a little bit about your story. You've kind of mentioned kids. You have a 14 year old. How old are your kids now? I've got a 16
1: year old spicy, spicy girl Okay, and um, a 14 year old Enneagram nine go with the flow guy. And, um, happily married. And my story is like my journey with my daughter, where I was spending a lot of energy making her wrong and kind of recreating some dynamic that had been between my mom and I. You know, my mom would, in a bad Enneagram eight mood, would say, "You know, I'm bossy, I'm um, uh, too emotional, too sensitive." She had a whole way of talking about me, and I was finding myself talking about my daughter that way. And it, it was like, I was recreating a pattern right in front of my eyes. And I even wanted to get her into therapy. Well, it ended up, it wasn't my sweet little four-year-old that needed therapy. It was me. It was me coming to terms with, you know, what it was like for me to grow up and who I wanted to be as a mom. So now like, it's just a lovely place to be when you can allow for the spiciness, the big personality without taking it personally. I mean, My daughter is like a cat and that sometimes she's like, go away from me. I don't, I don't want this. And other times she's like up on my neck trying to like make out with me. So (laughs) that's part of teenagers, right? They're staying back and forth to figure out their self-concept to deal with their emotions and all the brain changes that are happening. I don't take it personally. And I, I I made a shift from uh, what's wrong with her resistance to, oh my gosh, what is magical about her? What is she here to teach me? Wow. What a spiritual journey I'm on. And I'm learning to love like, like Jesus, just a little bit more each day. And now it's kind of easy. It becomes what's great is it's really hard in the beginning. And then it just sort of becomes a a habit of like, Oh, wow. That didn't feel good when she called me the B word. Okay. Let me, let me check in with myself. Um, Well, I'm going to give you some time. I don't like to be spoken to that way. I'm just kidding. Mom. Ah." Like, you know, like I can stay kind of calm. Yeah, But she's like an incredible, I just, for anybody with a spicy kid, they become incredible adults. Like she was the first in her peers to get a job outside the home. She reminds me when we have 10 minutes to go, like she, she is a powerful person who can talk to adults in a way they're like, oh my gosh, your daughter's amazing. And all that is really hard to parent when they're little, but it, it means she could be the president of the United States if she wanted to be, um, just there's hope at the end of the, of the journey when you have spicy ones.
0: I right. Yes. Yes. And yes. All of every piece, even the reconciling messages you received and how you're restating them and not wanting to. And yeah. And just how it, God didn't make a mistake. And Mm -hmm. how he made these kids, but it can feel that way when you're getting feedback from teachers or it's hard every day. And you're like, why did I get this kid? I want the easy kid. Mm -hmm. And then you see, oh, there's like an actual good plans and purposes that God has for this child to use these skills and gifts. And I don't want to get in the way of that by Mm -hmm. stifling and shutting down that spiciness and making a mild like we don't yeah. need mild. Yeah.
1: And God is doing a mighty work in, in us, the percent. Yes, because we're having to lay down some of our sense of control and yeah, you know, I'm totally fine. As long as it's my way or the highway, like that, that can't be anymore. We have to find that, that way to be unconditionally loving even when we might not choose what's happening in front of us. I remember thinking, I wouldn't choose her as a friend. I would never let someone speak to me like that. And here's this person in my home and, Let me tell you, those aren't good thoughts to um, marinate in. But the truth is, God has a plan. He 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 knows exactly who your children need to be, and
0: you you are fully equipped because you're both designed to be with each other. Yeah, this is ordained stuff. I have one parting question regarding some of the Ps. Maybe not the last P. With being with your spicy child in public or with a group of friends and the judgment, the stares, the criticism, or even the fear of criticism from peers, like how do we hold self-presence, posture? It feels like I need special coaching mm. for the moments that aren't just between me and my child, but now I've got another onlooker.
1: Well, and that—that that is part of that spiritual journey, isn't it? To become less enmeshed in what others think of us. And more enmeshed in what god thinks of us and we have no control over that child when we're at that restaurant i mean yes we can have set expectations ahead of time we can have practiced it but when the rubber meets the road they are not robots with that with that where we just pull the the remote control out of our purse and turn it off it doesn't work that way so we we will get a lot of judgment and we will have to keep reminding ourselves that That's where like a a mantra or a blessing can be really helpful where you just say to yourself, this is hard for everybody. And yet I know I'm choosing gentleness and connection over control, as well as the the nuts and bolts skill of sports casting. Like, wow, that's really loud. I'm seeing grandma that hurts her ears. Or this must be, you know, naming the elephant in the room versus okay. like, oh, I just hope we can get through this. Like sometimes that can make you feel more comfortable because it lets the other people know, I oh, see, I see it. it. I'm aware of it. I'm choosing. This is how I'm handling it.
0: Like but the daggo that- commercial. It's like, I see it. I see it. Pink. <laughs> 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 There's pink. Yeah. No, I think that is super, super, super helpful. And I, I think there were a lot of years I would not hang out with friends when I had lots of littles because of that dynamic that I hadn't worked through with God of their judgment and feeling less than as a mom, because my kids were crazy and like I was failing, but I've come to a place now and it helps that they're older. It helps that I'm older that we were just at a lake house with friends. And one of my kids was being total jerk and I managed myself and my response and the mom, instead of judgment, she just looked at me and she said, this is really hard. You're doing a a great job. And I'm thinking that's what can happen. If we hold self kids are going to be jerks and we expect kids to sometimes just have raw emotions or say things and what I can control is myself. And so it's for the mom listening, who struggled with that being in community when your kids are crazy, I get that. And I did a lot of like just girl things for a while (laughs) while I worked through it. I lost some friends. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, Like went on a camping trip and she
1: was five and had some big old emotions. And I took her into the tent and I'm and she's just screaming and the other family was just like in full judgment as if there was something i could do i mean they're raising wallflowers and lemmings and beautiful <laughs> creepy compliant kids there's nothing <laughs> i can do to stop her from screaming other than physically put my hand over her mouth not going to do that so i just rocking her and saying i know and she's wanting something and I'm doing the right thing because I'm not giving her the thing just because she wants it. Assuming yeah. it was, you know, somebody else's or whatever. Because I'm, I am pretty flexible. Like, yeah, if it's, a, a, yeah. if it's not,
0: yeah, if it's not essential, in yeah.
1: This, in this instance, I held the limit, and she just raged loudly for probably 45 minutes, and I could just feel it as I came out. And they were kind of of the mindset that that needs a slap, that needs a spank, to and that's not my my um, jam. So they stopped hanging out with us. And uh, I have have a couple of those stories. So I I remember the hurt of it, but in the end, you find your people. You got to find people when you have a spicy kid that adore your child because there'll be so many times you don't. And there are people out there that that can see that big spirit and go, wow, you got a live one. That's awesome. And so getting into like a, a mom's group where, you are like committing to each other to keep showing up with your kids and maybe offline talking about how you want to discipline. It's so important, like building that community. So there's other people that love your big child. Yeah.
0: So good. Oh, Mary. Yes. We need our own show. Like just on the road. Um, Okay. I'm going to connect everyone to you in the show notes. I'm going to put all the links to all the things. Your course is coming up. They can have one-on-one coaching with you.
1: Yes. And there's a freebie, um, how to be calm when your child's acting crazy. And I I keep thinking, do I need to change that? Is that anti-mental health? Um, Um,
0: but we all know that
1: we say it like, Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Maybe just being chaotic.
0: Yeah. When your child's being chaotic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So,
1: um, or when the chaos is all around you. So feel free to download that PDF and, and it kind of takes you through And One of the steps is getting into your body and yeah. Thank you for letting me plug my little sibling class coming
0: up. Of course. And if they're walking and they want to hear the website, where would they find you online? Uh, so
1: I'm most active on Instagram and there's a link in my bio. My name's Mary Van Geffen. Um, and so there, you can sign up for everything in there or you can go to Simplicity Parenting with Mary and it's like an archaic um, cobwebbed situation and you can send me an email there and I'll reach out to you.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, thank you again. So, so great. So appreciate you. I'm going to say so, so many times. So good. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks y'all for joining us in the show notes. You're going to find a couple things. One, you're going to find a PDF that Mary put together that focuses in on these four P's and embodying your motherhood with your spicy child, helping you figure out the presence in your body, posture, your phase, your cycle. It's all good stuff. Um, Also. We have a link to coaching with her if you want a little one-on-one time with her and a code that will get you $5 off of her coaching. The code is PODCAST, all caps, uh, and you can use that when you go to sign up. And then I want to tell you a little bit more about her parenting siblings school. If you need help to treat jealousy, constant bickering, mean words, tattling, uh, she is ready. To help you learn when to step in, learn a blueprint for a conflict resolution, help your kids set boundaries and hear from each other's point of view, then you can become the calmest one in the room. So you can register for that with the link in the show notes over at DontMomAlone.com. Also remember, if you loved this episode and you want to discuss it with your friends, we do help support you meeting with friends and having your own little Podcast club, which means everyone listens to the show on their own, and then you get together and we have discussion questions that I share uh, via a private Facebook group. If you want more support in that, just go to don'tmomalone.com forward slash join. All right, I'm going to take a moment and pray over us as we're all heading into new school years. Um, God, our Father, the one who made us in your image, I thank you for the bodies you gave us. I thank you for how you've shaped us. I thank you for a reminder of how we're made so that we can use those bodies as best as we can to be connected to our kids, to help them get a glimpse of who you are. I pray that we would lean into that connection over that control that we can release where we want to be in charge and we can trust you more, Lord. I pray that we can in the midst of again, um, new challenges with new school years, new challenges with um, information about the Delta variant and things changing and our bodies reacting to those changes. I pray that we would find peace that can only be found through your Holy Spirit and through your presence in us. I thank you that you go before us um, and everything that could be coming our way in this next year, that unknowns, and that we would hand those over to you. That we would uh, release the tension, the stress that we're carrying, the the burdens and the ownership that we're carrying, that we can hand over things that are outside of our control, that we can hand those over to you and to trust you more fully. Um, I pray for the families represented, whoever's listening. I pray for deeper connection, better awareness of how they're interacting with one another so that they can love each other well and be united as a team. And for all the spicy kids represented and all the good things that you have planned to use those personalities and the strength uh, for your good and for your people. And we thank you, God, for the work that Mary's doing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks y'all for being with me today. I will meet you back here next week. Thank you to everyone who's already signed up to be part of our launch team. Super exciting. If you want to be a part of helping me launch my first book, Don't Mom Alone is the name of the book. You just go to don'tmomalone.com forward slash (laughs) book. And you're gonna find, you can read the first chapter. You can also find all the places you can pre-order. And then there's a little form that you fill out with your confirmation number of pre-ordering and your email address. And then starting September uh, 7th, I think, that Tuesday, I'm gonna send out weekly emails with all the little goodies we're gonna be giving you, including free audiobook link. Um, We're hopeful to give launch members a digital copy they can read ahead of time to leave a review. All those things to just help more moms. You're helping me help moms, and I am so grateful for any way you do that, whether you share the show on Instagram, whether you leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. um, All of that is super helpful to reach more moms with encouragement and truth. So thanks for being on my team.